This episode of the Jamie K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records, September 24th, Payback LP. It is what it is. And I couldn't be any more excited. That band is fucking awesome and you should be paying attention. So please do yourself a favor, mark your calendars, September 24th, Payback LP will be dropping on From Within Records. How excited are all of you for the FYA 8 announcement? It's so crazy that we're we're back at this time anticipating FYA. The fest sold out, so shout out to everybody who was able to get tickets. I know it was crazy. There was a little hiccup with the website, but uh, congratulations to everybody who got a ticket. I will be there, so I'm stoked to see all of you and support all the bands playing the fest. It's going to be a great time. Shout out to uh, Bob and everybody helping him work on the fest. On today's episode, we tracked down an Orange County local Eric Larson, he plays guitar in the band Take It to Heart, and they put out a record called The Brighter Side in 2020. And to be honest, it's very refreshing to have a newer Orange County hardcore band, and especially one that I think has a lot of potential. The music, in my opinion, speaks for itself. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp title, and go search out the brighter side by take to heart it's it's seriously good music and I'm, I'm proud to have a new band like that from orange county and especially uh, i'm proud to be able to call some of those guys friends it's fun for me to do this podcast every week but it's special when i get to talk to a band from orange county so this was a great pleasure of mine eric was an awesome dude and doing great stuff for the scene he also is currently filling in on guitar for another great Orange County hardcore band, Dare. So please uh, do yourself a favor, support Eric, support Take It to Heart, support Dare, uh, strap in, enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Eric Larson to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. How's it going? What up? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm I'm stoked to finally have you on the podcast. I I feel like I've like seen you around so much, but like we've never really like had a real conversation. Um, and obviously, yeah. we have so many mutual friends. So just sitting here and uh, just talking to you, I, I think is uh, cool, but also strange at the same time because like I, I've seen you so much, but we've never ever really talked yeah absolutely thank you for having me <laughs> it's funny there's this one time i know all the like homies went to laser quest and there's this big group photo mm-hmm. and you're like right in front of me <laughs> like you can see the top of my head oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, probably the only time we've really like been close enough to maybe have a conversation but, yeah okay that's crazy but uh, yeah, no, no well, I'm, I'm happy you're here. I'm a, a fan of your band. I, I feel like you guys are like the the new blood of uh, Orange County hardcore. So I'm I'm, I'm stoked to have uh, you guys on because or to have you on season because uh, like I said, um, I had Jay on in the past, but uh, you know, still a fan of the band. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Absolutely, thank you, man. So uh, before we get into the Orange County talk, but I, I'm just curious um, how you ended up here because if I'm not mistaken, you're uh, from somewhere else, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm. I grew up in the Seattle area uh, in Washington. So pretty much, just like my uh, my brother was living in uh, Orange County a few years ago, and I wanted to get out of Washington, so <laughs> I packed all my shit in the car and just uh, you know came down and never left. That's essentially how I got here. <laughs> And before you came to Orange County, um, were you involved in hardcore at all? Um, more or less, mostly just as like, a, a, you know, a show goer, just, mm. you know, I went to a bunch of shows in Washington, um, but never really got super involved in like any of the, 
I don't know, workings. Like I never was in a hardcore band up there, mm-hmm. even though I wanted to be, it just never worked out. For sure. It's, it's, it's tough to start a band, especially, you know, just trying to get everybody to be responsible and on the same page. Absolutely. Uh, and then like in Seattle, like there's not a whole lot of good, like music scene stuff going on. Like mm-hmm. there was a little bit for a while and then it, it died out pretty hard at least like closer to my area, like around Tacoma, like further South from me, there's like a good amount of stuff, but where I was at, there's like nothing going on. Yeah. It, it's, it, I always find their scene pretty interesting. Cause sometimes I feel like they're, it, it seems like they're a little isolated, even though like, obviously like we're, we're in the same country, but it, it sometimes it just seems like, uh, like a lot of the tours, uh, you know, wouldn't really go up there. Like, like, right. They would come to California, but then they would just kind of, probably ignore that part of the uh the country which i think is strange because there's some awesome bands up there like lower species gag um you know odd man out uh was sick i'm not sure if they're still doing stuff and i know there's some newer bands popping up but I, i've always thought they had a, a really awesome scene up there even though um it, it seems like it's like a kind of like uh, you know has like its ups and downs but I, i've always thought there's always like from my time like being around in hardcore there's always been uh you know great bands coming from out there yeah, hundred percent. There's always like, there's always like a lot of cool acts, but like you said, for some reason, like people just don't go to the Pacific Northwest unless they've already had like a great response there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless it's like a guaranteed really good show, it's dead. Yeah. It, it's really weird. <laughs> it's either the best show ever or mm-hmm. there's nothing going on. <laughs> Did you ever uh, spend any time in Spokane? Because I have this weird love for Spokane. Because back in the day there was this band and they just came out uh, and to my knowledge, maybe they did more music, but to my knowledge, uh, they just did like this three song demo. They had one song featuring Mexi Mike. It was this band called made for war, but I'm curious if you ever had any time, uh, you know, did you ever go to any shows in Spokane or know anybody from that area? I never got to go to any shows in that area, but like I've spent a decent amount of time over there. Just like, I don't know, like friends with lake houses and stuff. That's like all there is in Eastern Washington. So like never really got to experience that scene though. Although it seems cool. Like I had no idea, but apparently it's like popping. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you get down to Orange County. Uh, did you just have any plans uh, at all? Or were you just like, all right, I just needed a, a change of lifestyle. Yeah. Just a change. I really had no plans. I knew I wanted to like start going to shows, meet people, you know, try to, uh, you know, do the whole band thing. But like, you know, I had, I really had no idea. I didn't know anyone. <laughs> That's definitely rough. Cause I, I, I know how that is. Cause when I'm, I moved down here, I, I knew people. Right. But then I, I, I quickly figured out that I did not like being around them. Because, uh, because seeing them a couple times a month, um, they seem like the greatest people in the world. But then when you were around them every day, you actually got to know them. I was kind of like, wow, these people are not people I want to be friends with or associated with. So like, I got to make new friends, and it, it definitely was really hard to to start fresh. But uh, but I'm, I'm happy that you were able to to do that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, it ended up working out, but there were a good couple months of just like. I'm driving PCH by myself because I'm not from here and I don't know what else to do. You know what I mean? Like it, there was a, there was a lot of uh, isolation, I guess, going to a bunch of shows by myself, which is not a bad thing. Like I'm definitely, you know, comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I, I like doing stuff by myself anyway, but, uh, but yeah, um, ended up working out. I just happened to meet Jay at a show uh, that I was playing because uh, that's a whole story. So like, so like I really, all right. <laughs> so let's hear it. Uh, so I was, I was down here, not really doing much. And then uh, a friend that I had met randomly at this like basement uh, release party thing in LA, like hit me up and was like, yo, friend of mine is looking for a uh, bass player in this band. So I hit her up. I was like, Hey, heard you're looking for people. I'm looking to play. Um, and I ended up, uh, joining that band and Mm -hmm. like playing guitar. And then that band was playing a show just 
random spot in Santa Ana, Beat mm-hmm. Bandito is the venue. And a friend of Jay, like their band was playing with us. So he came to that show and we just happened to meet. And then like, I don't know, maybe a few days later, uh, we happened to bump into each other at Disneyland and just now we're, you know, <laughs> homies and playing in a band together. And it, it's super random how that worked out. Yo, I totally forgot you played in that other band. Uh, yeah. Did, did that band fizzle out or, or or did you quit that band? So it was like kind of fizzling out. And then uh, Patrick and I started jamming with Jay and Ben. Mm-hmm. And we we're just kind of like, we want to go in this direction, you know, yeah. like <laughs> it's just, it's just a better direction for us. So for sure, it just didn't really work out with that band. That's crazy. And yeah. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, see, I, I guess I feel like you, sometimes you just have to like, just take opportunities and just kind of see where they go. Cause you know, start, you, you know, friend asked you to just, uh, you know, play in this band and then, you know, look at you now you met Jay and now you're in a, band uh you know that's uh more stable doing more stuff so it's pretty cool yeah yeah it it worked out 100 like all of my uh all of my uh stories from down here is just like hey it ended up working out <laughs> you know <laughs> i just f- found out like recently that yeah I, I just gotta just take opportunities even if i'm like unsure uh, i'm just like all right what's the worst that can happen because like you know i've already, I, I, i've seen a lot of bad you know life's pretty good right now so it's just like all right it, it can't get that, that that much worse and even if it does things will things always get better even like in your darkest times you might think like shit sucks uh you know life's gonna be over soon it's just like no things things eventually get better um and probably faster if, if you let them yeah 100 percent. it's in my experience it's yeah all about just taking the opportunities when you see them and pushing you know mm-hmm. like it's so easy to get dis- like discouraged and bummed but you know you just <laughs> on to the next you know and you just uh, built your friendship with pat through being in that other band or did you guys know each other prior yeah we yeah we met through that band mm-hmm. uh, and he and i like immediately like connected over like the kind of different kind of music that we liked versus the other members of that band mm-hmm. and got you know really close just from playing together. And wh- whose idea was it to start take it to heart? So it was, it was kind of collective. Like, so Jay and Ben had been trying to do this other band with a, a friend of theirs. And they were like, it, it was supposed to be a straight edge thing. So they were like, you're straight edge. You play guitar. Like, do you want to jam? like hell yeah (laughs) you know let's go and uh we ended up jamming a couple times and it didn't really like mesh super well but they were still trying to like push for that project to be a thing and then the drummer ended up moving to like texas for a bit and the guitar player he's just kind of you know kind of getting into work life and not really super worried about doing band stuff so one day after like sound of fury 2019 jay ben and i were just kind of kicking it trying to figure out something for that project and i ended up just randomly playing the opening riff from skyline and they were like that's kind of cool like we we could probably do something with that we ended up writing most of that song that day and we were like all right (laughs) i guess this is a new band (laughs) like different thing and uh and then I, I was like, yo, my, my buddy, Pat, he would be great. He would be great for this. He's, he cannot stop playing fast as shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like even at the wrong time. So he's a hundred miles an hour on the kit. So yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much how that happened. And, uh, and how long did you guys uh, spend writing, uh, till you guys decided to go record your first stuff? Mm-hmm. See for the for the brighter side, we probably did because that would have been summer of 2019, and then we ended up tracking it. I think towards the end of the year 2019. Oh, I think I think so. Probably just a couple months, like a couple songs, Um, and then yeah, yeah, and then that came out in March of 2020. And I I love that you guys kept it Orange County. You guys went to Paradise. 
to record. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Was it was that intentional to, to keep it Orange County or are you just a fan of what uh, Colin and all of them over there do? I think it was a bit of both. Uh, definitely like super big fans of like everything they've done there, you oh. know, period and all that. So um, that was just a cool experience and we figured why not? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love it because it, it's just because even though like uh, I'm not from here, like I, I moved out here uh, from Palm Springs. Um, I, I always make that clear because I know people uh, you know try to call me out on that, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm just so proud of Orange County Hardcore. So whenever I, I can, you know, I, I get a chance to uh, pump up a band, you know, from our local scene. Um, it, it's fun for me, but but just to see you guys keep it Orange County, I, I just uh, love that. So it, it, it's it's cool because yeah, because like you mentioned, like like some of the records that have come out of there, it's insane. And like I, I know bands, um, there's a band from Denver who like drove down to to record with Colin just because they loved like you know everything that he's done so far. So it's just like yeah, love that place. So many awesome records that come out of there. So it's cool to see that you guys uh, went there to record the brighter side. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was a cool experience. Um, I mean, maybe the first like real like recording experience I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, took a couple days, just jammed it out. I mean, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the timeline correctly because I because your your first show wasn't the program show, right? It was like you guys played like the night before. Or... So technically our first performance was on Halloween uh, okay. 2019. We like, we, I, I was working at a pizza spot at the time and like uh, a couple of the employees there were throwing a party mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh, your band should play. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so we, we played a little like backyard in Huntington beach and uh, it, it was pretty cool. And then our first proper show Oh God, do I remember? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a program. It was. Uh... Oh my God, let's look that up. Okay, while you're looking that up, your uh, coworkers at the pizza spot were were they hardcore people or, or were they just uh, coworkers who wanted your band that they knew about to play at their party? Uh, yeah, they. Uh... So one of my coworkers like like boyfriends he kind of knew a little bit about hardcore like we talked about turnstile once um and i think he was he was more into maybe like you know older like youth crew stuff Mm -hmm. um but for the most part no (laughs) not not really hardcore kids so but they were they were cool about it i mean they didn't they weren't like weird about it being a you know screaming band yeah they're probably just stoked to see live music yeah 100 percent um and then okay so our first show was a program but it wasn't the dare one it was uh it was with oh god what was that band called same sun yeah it was it was opening for same sun uh and yeah that was that was a the most ridiculous night ever (laughs) like first proper show Mm-hmm. ton of moshing ton of movement a couple people knew some of the words just probably friends you know jays he sent him lyrics mm-hmm. but like it was uh yeah it was a really special special show yeah i'm pretty sure i was at that that first program show because there's i'm um, obviously i i've known jay um you know just met him just through mutual friends so to to hear that um, he was starting a band, I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me uh, check it out and see what's up. And I remember I'm, I, I was just uh, just standing in the back program or, or like near like the the front door. And I remember seeing like a ton of kids singing along because like you guys didn't even have your recordings out at that point. Right. If I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to, to see that, I was like, this is pretty interesting that there's like, you know, kid, like a, a lot of your, you know, which I was guessing friends and everybody singing along. I was like, oh, this is this is crazy. Uh, so I, I think seeing that performance just kind of uh, was like, all right, I need to keep an eye on these guys, uh, not only because they're from here, but to have that kind of reaction at their first show. I was like, all right, th- th- this might be something special. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, we probably we felt the same way. Like, I, certainly I did. I was like, I was like, all right, you know, first show, it's not really going to be a thing. But, you know, we got to get out there, right? Like, mm-hmm. We got to we got to play some shows or no one's ever going to know us. And then I mean, again, they're probably friends of Jay's or something, 
but I didn't recognize the people that are singing along. So I was like, what the hell? Like these songs aren't even out yet. Like people are, people are moving. It was, yeah. I, I certainly, after that night, I was like, I think we, I think we have something here. And uh, going back to the whole writing process, uh, like how familiar were you with, uh, you know, writing that type of music? Cause I know you've been wanting to start bands, but you, uh, you know, besides the one before take it hard, but, um, you know, you, you didn't really have anything going on up, uh, you know, back when you're in the Seattle area. Yeah. So I not super familiar as far as writing goes in Seattle. I was in kind of like a, you know, third wave emo, like pop punk kind of act. Mm-hmm. So like there's a little bit of crossover there with some melodic, parts and you know in our in the take it to hard tracks but overall like it was a completely new thing for me like trying to like write a mosh part (laughs) i was like it like broke my brain (laughs) straight up i was like how what (laughs) like i just go one 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 and then that (laughs) people throw their hands that's crazy you know like Mm. and i remember specifically the breakdown in shattered hearts it has kind of like a off beat kind of rhythm down at down and I like Ben came up with that part and it took me like literally sitting there for like 20 minutes playing it over and over again to get it right because <laughs> my my brain was just it, it I could not comprehend it for some reason um but uh, but I mean uh, it was a great experience like writing new kinds of music is always really fun for me because I'm always trying to like I'm always trying to write different kinds of music because I'm into a lot of different kinds of music but that was one that I had not touched yet for some reason and I'm I'm like you know I love hardcore so somehow I hadn't tried it yet but uh but yeah that was yeah that was a great experience that's awesome I, I feel like you, you did a good job because when I listened to the brighter side I, I was like pleasantly surprised I was like, oh, these, these, uh, these kids actually, uh, you know, have the chance to do something cool here. Cause w- when you look at like the, the landscape of Orange County hardcore, um, is like legendary as it is. Like, I, I feel like there's not too much going on. Like, obviously, like, you know, Fury is still around. Uh, you know, Dare, um, is about to go on tour. There's you guys, uh, there's Scalp. Um, you know, again, busy since, uh, you know, things uh, started back up again. But outside of that, like when it comes to like these like, you know, prominent bands, like, you know, making real waves, it, there's not a whole lot out there when it comes to like actual like Orange County hardcore, which, yeah, which, which kind of, uh, you know, always blows my mind because like obviously like um we all get lumped in, right? Southern California gets lumped in as like one big thing, but then people got to realize that it's really not right. There's the Los Angeles hardcore scene orange county hardcore inland empire then there's san diego yeah there's there's a lot of stuff going on down here (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and uh yeah orange county is always like stood apart from the rest in in my opinion like you know with your throwdowns and all those guys like that stuff always really stuck out from like the larger southern california scene Mm -hmm. just from me listening when i didn't even live here you know so i've always i've always been um, you know, super, uh, uh, fascinated and like, and, you know, infatuated with Orange County music. And so when I, you know, when I found out my brother was living down here, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like let's go there. So, yeah. And is your brother still living down here? Nah, he ended up moving out of the state, uh, beginning of 2019. So, mm-hmm we only lived together for a couple months cause I came down here like towards the end of the year, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's crazy. Were you, uh, nervous at all? Your, your brother's leaving, obviously like you, you love it down here, but then to have to figure it out on your own, was that like scary at all or? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was challenging. Um, but I had known, so like, Oh, that was all, that was a whole time. Basically, like my brother was going to be leaving, and and so I, I tried to figure it out. Like oh, one of my friends was like, "Oh, you can live here, like stay in my spot," um, and I was like, "Cool, perfect." So I've got like I've got something set up. I'm good to go. And then like a week before he's moving out, they're like, "Oh yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't stay here now." So I was like, "Oh, word." Um, 
and I like, yeah. So I, it, the, the beginning of 2019 was a whole scramble. I like lived in my car for a bit and just kind of trying to figure it out. And uh, yeah. And then eventually I ended up getting a job at Disney. Um, and that's where like Jay and I really became friends. That's where mm-hmm. I met girl. Like it's all, yeah, it all kind of came together right towards the beginning of 2019. Wait, I'm curious. Do you still work at Disney? No, I actually ended up like leaving right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Cause so basically like all of 2019, I worked at Disney, but they didn't really give me many hours. And then I also worked at a pizza spot and a coffee shop. So I would work like one day a week at Disney and then, you know, coffee shop, pizza, pizza spot the other days, just, you know, morning, night, morning, night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right before the pandemic hit, they tried to start scheduling me like 12 hour days out of nowhere, <laughs> mm-hmm. like no warning. And so I went in to talk to one of the managers and I was like, I like, I have two other jobs. Like I can't, I can't work around that. <laughs> and they were like, ah, sorry. So I had to quit right there. Damn. You're a hustler. Three jobs. That's like, uh, I, I worked three jobs at one point and I thought I was fine until like i was like in the middle of like the chaos of it and i was like i am not fine i can't i i need to start quitting some of these jobs that is exactly what happened to me <laughs> like <laughs> i i was like yeah i'm doing i'm good like i just take a nap in between my like 5 a.m morning job and then my you know 4 p.m to 10 p.m night job mm-hmm. no you'll it's not worth it it's not worth it like you'll my mental health was so bad when I was doing that and then pandemic and suddenly I have no jobs. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, just fascinated because I had no idea that you worked at Disney. So I just, I'm, I'm still like such a Disney fan, even though like I'm, I I feel like I'm, I'm trying to like, like, find that love again which is so weird because I, I i just got one of those like new passes right or like mm-hmm. the dream key bullshit whatever yeah and and uh i was there yesterday and me and my buddy were just kind of walking through the park and i'm just like dude we've done this like a million times right like we we rode this uh you know astro blasters we've hit max score we've eaten these churros we've done this so many fucking times but now i feel like we're back but we're getting the shit end of the stick, which I get right because I feel like before the pandemic, when they had the old passes, Disney was always getting the shit end of the stick, right? Because I felt like if you like put up the price versus what we got, like we were definitely getting the better end, better end of the deal. But now the Disney kind of realized that, like, okay, like let's switch roles. Like you guys get the shit end of the stick, and we'll like reap all the benefits. I'm like, all right, maybe it's our turn. But just like walking through the park and just like seeing like and, and like, you know, we we're there like they had like all the soft opening for all the the Halloween stuff. And I was just like, I don't really feel it like I used to. Uh, maybe I'm just down because of like the the new passes. They got rid of fast um, the fast pass shit. Um, you know, Disney or Genie Plus is even out yet. So I'm just like, I don't know. Just like walking through there the, um, the other day. I was like, <laughs> was this fourteen hundred dollars really worth it? Um, but I was like, I'm going to give it a year, right? Like I, I, I still love Disney as like, you know, like the, the, the movies and everything, but just going to the park and being part of like that Disneyland culture. Like, I don't know, um, if it's really a thing anymore. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I've gone a couple times, um, just cause me and Kelly had, have had, uh, a few, you know, comp complimentary, uh, cast member tickets just mm-hmm. left over and like, yeah, it's a different vibe. <laughs> it's a totally different vibe now. And especially when they were still trying to do um, more limited capacity and they were doing, you know, um, all like virtual queue stuff, it just got really confusing and no one knew what was going on at all. Mm-hmm. And they still kind of don't like that's that's the one thing about Disney that's really bad is communication with like the cast members. So like, for example, we tried to go to Trader Sam's recently and apparently you have to like check in through here and then line up over there. But everyone was just like, nah, just line up over here. So we wait for like a while mm-hmm. and then they're like, nope, you got to check in over there. So now we have to wait another like couple hours and it's just, 
yeah, it's just a, it's a total mess. Um, it's still, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously I, I still love it, but I don't know. Everyone's just having a hard time adjusting <laughs> and I get it, but mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I guess like one of the positives of going the other day was that I'm not sure, uh, like how, like, or if it reached capacity that day, but it was, uh, I felt pretty fine for as many people that were in the parks, the, the lines weren't that bad. Like, yeah, like a lot, like we went on haunted mansion, like midday. And this is like the soft opening for like the Halloween stuff, which was like, you know, people are going crazy over. And we literally waited in line for like, maybe like 30 minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. We like, <laughs> yeah. We like walked on Astro blasters, walked on thunder mountain. Um, uh, so it, it wasn't too bad, but just, uh, I don't know, maybe just not being there for a year and a half and having like weird resentment and knowing that it just was never good. Cause it's never going to be the same, right? Like how things were like pre pre pandemic versus like now, um, it's just like, yeah, that experience is just going to be different. And I don't know, they're talking about, yeah, trying to find ways to like enhance our experience, but it just sounds like they're just trying to find ways to take more of our money. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) They've got a lot of, uh, they've got billions of dollars to make up for. Right. Like, it yeah (laughs) just just put out frozen three recoup all that lost money and we can go back we can go back to the way things were um but are are you like a fan of uh like 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 outside of the park are you a fan of like the movies like the the marvel the star wars stuff 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. big i'm a big fan of all that stuff so stoked on uh (laughs) spider-man You see that trailer? Yo, I watched the leaked version where like you it was like three phones removed, right? It was like somebody like holding a phone and somebody recording somebody holding a phone, and then somebody yeah. recording that phone. It was so ridiculous because I, I saw it like spreading around and I'm like, all right, this is like becoming like a big deal. Like, let me just watch this leaked version because eventually the real one was gonna come out. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. let me just watch the crappy version and see what's up. Uh, cause I don't mind, like, I, like most of the times I, I don't care about spoilers of like, if I really want to know, like, like for every Avengers movie that ever came out, I was on Reddit waiting for like the Russian spoilers. And I knew, <laughs> yeah, I knew about like the, like all the plot points before even going in just cause I was so curious cause it was such a big deal to me. But I was like, I'll watch a leak trailer. I don't fucking care. And I, I watched it. And then like hours later, they Disney, like I'm assuming Disney's hand was forced cause it was already out there. Um, they released the official version. For sure, yeah, for sure. Oh, <laughs> but came out looks yeah. sick. <laughs> it, it looks sick, but we got to enjoy it while it lasts because you know Disney, Sony. I'm pretty sure that partnership right, yeah. is pretty much done because they you know kicked out Kevin Feige because Disney didn't want to or, or uh, Sony didn't want to pay up. So Disney's like, all right, screw you guys. The hell? Yeah, they, yeah, it was more recent. They wanted a bigger sh- like profit share because they mm-hmm. they understand like how big it is, and I guess they feel like they're entitled to more. Since I, I'm assuming they feel like it, most of Spider Man's success is because of them, so they're just like asking for like more money. And Sony didn't want to play ball, so they like removed uh, Kevin Feige from like uh, I forget which like you know producer or whatever the hell he was doing for Spider Man. But yeah, it's like not looking good. Whack yeah 100 percent. it's just like dude so whack. just, just let out. them make this stuff it's so like clearly they've done it better they're making more money for you sony right now because they're making better products i don't know it just uh, it's so frustrating <laughs> yeah it, it, it seems like it'd be such like a simple fix like but i don't know yeah i i, I, I don't yeah. there's probably some weird dark like money shit but if you think about it, Spider-Man, as good as Spider-Man was before Tom Holland, it wasn't what Tom Holland is, right? I, I think the Tom Holland Spider-Man is, like, the best Spider-Man. Like, granted, uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, those ones were cool for what they were. Um, and obviously, they set up, like, I, I feel like the Tobey Maguire one, like, like at that time, like, that Spider-Man and the, the X-Men movies, those two, like, different films are the reason why comic book movies are what they are today. I think they kind of opened up a lot of people's eyes, even though like there were comic comic book movies beforehand, but not at the level at those X-Men movies and the Spider-Man films back then. So it's just like respect to them, but it's just like, it's like like once Sony did that partnership with uh, Marvel studios, like game changer. hundred percent, hundred percent. And Tom Holland, like, yeah, like you said, the, the Sam Raimi and the, Andrew Garfield ones like they're they're cool 
Um, but there's just something about something about the way that Tom Holland plays the character is like so real mm-hmm. <laughs> and like so relatable. It, it, it makes this like super larger than life character relatable like he was meant to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like one of those uh, perfect castings, right? Like when you look at uh, a yeah. like uh, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to ha- recast that role in in the future because it'll, it'll happen. But yeah, but yeah, Tom Holland and and, and even like uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Like it's mm-hmm. just like whoever whoever cast or whoever chose Tom Holland, like perfect job. And also, he fits that um, the Spider-Man and Peter Parker role, right? With Tobey right. Maguire, he was definitely like older, so it's like, oh, this is like supposed to be like a like a high school college student. That looks kind of weird. It looks like a creepy dude. Yeah. And then uh, I just wasn't really a fan of Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was fine. Like I thought it was fine. But I, even again, he he, whereas like Tobey Maguire was like, all right, there's like a 30 year old playing a high schooler, whatever. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield kind of read to me as like, he's trying to like, I don't know, act super young, but you can still tell how old he is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a weird vibe from him. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously yeah. they were smart with the casting of Tom Holland. Cause they're like, yeah, like we need something like a little bit younger. Cause like we need something to grow into this role. Cause this is like long-term, right? They had these yeah. big plans. So wish they would have done that. Like, well, obviously back then with like Tobey Maguire, they probably didn't have like the foresight to, to be like, all right, we're going to create this universe and we're going to have like, you know, right. like a series of movies. Uh, and probably not even with Andrew Garfield either. Cause it, it was like, you know, more popular when those came out, but I feel like, they still fumbled the ball, right? With like the, that last one when they had like too many villains and not enough screen time yeah. for all of them. Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, way too much going on in that one. Okay, but um, going back to the band, uh, you guys uh, put out the brighter side, uh, and then uh, did you guys were, were you signed before the record came out or was it after the record came out? Um, it was, it was after technically, mm-hmm. I think like we, we had kind of announced it and safe inside hit us up and was like, who's doing like, who's putting it out. And we were like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, so it was technically after that, that kind of got underway. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we just put it out digitally one day, just like, you know, distro kid, put it all up. Um, and then, yeah. And then after that, uh, we got in contact with safe inside and now we have the flexies. And so there's like, that's the safe inside version pretty much is like the physicals. Um, but yeah, uh, it was after. And what was that like for you guys? Cause safe inside has some really awesome bands on their label and for your first release being like a newer band, uh, was that surprising to you guys at all? hundred percent. 100 percent we were we were all like shocked then jay hit us up and was like yo someone wants to put on our record we were like what are you talking about <laughs> like no they don't mm-hmm. uh, and he's like yeah i got dms <laughs> um so yeah we were we were all super super blown away by that and honestly like bird has been awesome it, it's been really good working with them yeah i i hear nothing but but good things that i i have some friends um, from different states that are on that label and I hear nothing but good things. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm stoked for you guys because to be able to get recognized right away, it, it's definitely a good thing because some bands can just, you know, fall under the radar or, or just get overlooked for whatever reason, which is fine. You know, um, things happen uh, on their own time for, for, for people, but for you guys to, to get that recognition right away uh, from a, like a, from, from an established label, I, I was stoked to see that for you guys. Yeah. A hundred percent. And honestly, that's what, we were expecting to get kind of like, you know, not really noticed at first, which like no one, no one goes into making music expecting to like, you know, hit it big right out the gate. Right. Not that we hit it big, but uh, to even have any kind of recognition. Yeah. It's awesome. And especially, you know, safe inside has some bands that we're all fans of and like, you know, yeah, it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. And have to ask uh you guys put out the record like right right before shit went crazy uh was that um like a bummer for you guys because obviously you, you put out this record shit goes uh you know sideways for everybody you can't really do anything and i i feel like for for you guys uh 
you guys just kind of had to put everything on pause because no shows and all that. Uh, how was that for you guys to, to deal with? Because you know, brand new band, you guys just got signed. I feel like uh, like a lot of bands were uh, like momentums were taken away by what happened in 2020. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like we were, yeah, it sucked. We we had a good handful of things planned for the rest of 2020, um, and you know, <laughs> like we just put out this record. We probably played like one show mm-hmm. where we had music that people could listen to, uh, and then nothing. <laughs> And honestly, I thought I, I thought that like because of that, because no one had heard our music and then seen it live, that like people were going to be like completely forget. But so far, it seems like they haven't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it, it was. Yeah, it was very frustrating, especially at first when it was like, oh, is it going to happen? Is it not like we had a show booked for like a few maybe a week or so after everything went, you know, crazy. Mm. We were like, is it going to happen? Nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy that uh, as things have opened back up, uh, I'm starting to see you guys get a little busy because what do you, you guys have played uh, like at least one show at this point, right? Yeah. So we played, we played uh, in Palmdale a few weeks ago with Ben Blue and it's had this like brewery over there mm-hmm. and uh, when we got there we were all like ah it's kind of a weird spot for a hardcore show and then it ended up being super sick like ton of ton of uh movement and like participation it was awesome um yeah were you able to catch uh that band shiva yes Dude. yeah very good I'm, I'm a huge fan of that band and i uh tell their singer all the time like yo play a show on a night that i can actually go because like <laughs> i can't drive to palmdale uh, and the show starts at 8 30 and i have work the next morning yeah, <laughs> so it, it like bummed me out because i got oh, a fan of that band yeah. and been like dying to see them yeah oh that that was the thing about that show it was supposed to start like an hour earlier we didn't end up leaving palmdale until like 12 30 jeez that was a nightmare <laughs> yeah but but yeah, great show. Okay, and you guys have uh, some shows coming up. Coming up uh, at the time of this recording, you guys are playing a show in LA tonight, which is uh, pretty interesting. Playing with uh, one of my newer favorite bands, uh, that band Firestarter. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I, I've, I've been giving them like so much free promo. Like I'm starting to think people are probably going to think that they paid me or something. But no, like yeah. th- that band's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, go listen yeah. to Firestarter, Los Angeles Straight Edge, super awesome band. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm stoked for you guys to, to be able to start getting busy, and I saw that you guys are doing that uh that uh, pre-show for the prom core, right? Which is crazy because yeah. for, for you know to not do something for like a whole year, obviously, right? Everybody was kind of on the same page, but then for you guys to start getting out there, especially being on the pre-show with some pretty fucking awesome bands, like my my buddy plays in a band called First Day Out that's on that pre-show with you guys, and oh yeah, yeah, they're like a I'm uh i'm pretty sure they're they represent atlanta uh excuse me if i'm wrong but yeah i'm atlanta hardcore super sick man if you had had a chance to check them out you should check them out they're super sick yeah well awesome that yeah i'm super stoked on that um yeah and hopefully i mean nothing's set in stone yet but we're trying to like do a little run around prom core out there um to uh to tulsa so hopefully that works out and yeah staying busy (laughs) Yeah, and that, that that's awesome because when I look at, uh, and I, no disrespect to, to to prom core, but like you know, obviously when when you look at prom core, it, it's like a smaller fest compared to like you know this is hardcore or FYA, but I think right. that's completely fine, right? We need those kind of fests because I feel like those kind of fests um, are like breeding grounds for these like hungry upcoming bands and uh, good on them whoever's booking the fest and, and the pre-show they definitely have an ear to the ground because they they know what's going on uh, like around the country right because even if you look at the the lineup of the fest and even the the pre-show i think there's some really like you know prominent bands bands that have the potential to become like the you know the next big thing in hardcore so i'm um, shout out to them but uh, but I think it's cool that they uh, recognize, like, take it to heart. Like, okay, this is a band from Orange County. They, they deserve to be out here on, on this pre-show. Like, let's get it going. So I think it's, like, a, a good look for you guys to, right, to, to get out there. I know some of your label mates are going to be out there. 
and just to get in front of like a, a new crowd because you guys have never played out there before right no i mean we've we've never played outside of california so <laughs> all the way over there i mean yeah stoked very stoked um and yeah you're totally right uh prom court this year is i mean <laughs> who could have known that zulu was going to be blown up you know off of their their run with scowl and i mean they they booked both those bands way way back you know what i mean mm-hmm. like when he was first starting to to look at who was going to play i mean yeah so yeah I, i'm i'm super excited man it- it's definitely a, a cool thing, yeah, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it uh, plays out for you guys. Um, are are you going to stick around for the fest? I'm, I'm not sure like what your guys' schedule is going to be like out there. Um, we're planning on it. Uh, there, maybe if a few things work out, we might have another you know something going on out there um, around the fest. So, uh, hopefully, but yeah, definitely we want to stay for it. I mean, the lineup is awesome. <laughs> want to see a ton of those bands yeah i i'm wondering when when is there going to be like a a safe inside showcase uh, out here on the west coast or or somewhere because i i feel like there's just like some really awesome bands that they could put that together and it could be a thing yeah uh definitely i mean what head counts down in san diego i mean that where, where's stepping stone from they're from uh regina uh i i've read the province um Mm. but uh i think it's uh regina respectively Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but well uh, i mean okay let me be uh uh, let me be biased uh but i would love to see um obviously take it to heart rejection packed time and pressure Mm -hmm. Uh, dude that would be oh yeah oh oh we would love to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 that would be awesome. Time, time and pressure's new record, so good. Rejection packed, awesome. Yeah, um, we'd love to get Chemical Fix Shout out with us at some point. Chemical Fix, yeah, they just put out that new record. That is, yeah, their new record's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff coming out uh, from Safe Inside. Yeah, and it's just like okay, like he's doing a good job over there, being out of San Diego and just being able to you know uh, grab these bands. Uh, and, and even grab these bands before they like put out like this like awesome music just because uh you know I, I don't know if he just has this belief or has this special ear but just like doing a good job over there so like uh, that, that's something that i would like to see is like you know get some sort of save inside showcase um and i i think every label should have something like that right like hey like mm-hmm. here here's a showcase and uh and there's like a full calendar year and obviously like there are I feel like there are pockets that you could work around or even take advantage of, right? Like when these fests happen, you know, bands get added to the fest and they're going to be in the area anyways. Might as well just take advantage of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, that'll happen at some point for sure. <laughs> some point. Um, we just got to figure it out. Uh, but yeah, dude, that, that would be sick. Okay. And, um, I remember seeing Jay posting stuff on, on the internet of uh, you guys working on new music. Um, is that, is that done or are you still working on it? Oh, that is done. That is good to go. Uh, yeah, we will have another EP coming out um, probably sometime next year. Mm-hmm. We just, so we finished recording everything. Oh, maybe back in, I don't even know, earlier this year, mm-hmm. earlier this year. Um, and then we just like got the masters art and everything all submitted so (laughs) with the way pressing plants are super backed up right now it probably won't end up coming out until like springtime um, next year Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's done good to go and what's that like for you to to have this new ep written right and you have all these new songs do you have plans to play them when you play these shows like or play newer songs or are you just kind of holding off on the whole thing until you can actually put it out and like you'll know, have people listen to it so they can get in tune? <laughs> it, uh, it may be smarter to wait until people know it, but the new songs are just so much better than than what was on the brighter side in our opinion, at least Interesting. Um, that we're can't help ourselves <laughs> we're opening with a new song every every time we're playing we're yeah we're playing i think equal new and old like 
because our set our set isn't that long. We've got like three new ones, three old ones. Mm-hmm. And but the brighter side hasn't. It's not that long ago that that came out. So you, you guys uh, or your songwriting process and skills have improved that much, in your opinion? I think so. I mean, at, at the very least, like we were more. So we added a new member, and his like his songwriting opinion really kind of I think helps like elevate and make the new EP what it is, mm-hmm. along with us just kind of getting to know each other even better and having a year to really like work on all the songs. Cause like with the brighter side, we kind of jammed them out um, and wrote them in a, like a live setting together and then just took what we had into the studio and, you know, made a few tweaks, but it was mostly just like songs that we had jammed out and you know, that's, that works, but this time around we were able to like do a lot of like pre-production stuff and like Mm -hmm. do a bunch of demos and just work on it for a really long amount of time um and i think that really shows uh on the new ep that we like we took our time and and got it right that's awesome i'm I'm really happy to hear and where where was the new member from and how did you guys get to that point where you decided you wanted to add somebody else to the band obviously i'm second guitar player right yeah second guitar player okay um so he is he lives out in riverside but he it's kind of a funny story how we met him so he um came down to i believe the dare release show that we played a program mm-hmm. and before it was either before the show or during one of like before one of the other sets i was talking to a friend of mine and i can't remember how it came up but um he was behind us and like kind of in the conversation he was like he was like oh take it to heart like they're from the desert right and i like turned and i was like nah we're from here <laughs> and he's like oh because uh, he had just seen us we played a show in like victorville i think okay uh, maybe a few nights and he had seen us there and then he came down uh, to program and yeah that's that's how we met him uh and he was he was i think he was friends with like kenny who works at program and uh, a couple other people and yeah we just ended up uh you know asking if you wanted to jam and he's a great guitar player he it just worked right away we all got along really well and uh yeah that's how that's how we ended up with danny in the band that's awesome shout out to to, to danny and sometimes you wonder like oh how how is this guy not already in a band if he's like so talented yeah <laughs> straight up i mean he's he's such a good guitar player i, I could go on <laughs> about how good he is okay yeah, we got him that's awesome and uh so springtime that's the the planned uh time frame and so this is all just based on when you can get the records in you're you're waiting for that essentially yeah so hopefully i mean it might be a little quicker if if things start getting more regular with with pressing plants but it's just so backed up there's so much demand um that it'll yeah it'll probably be a while unfortunately but you know hopefully I don't know. Hopefully we can have like a single or something at some point, just, you know, to give, give them something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, we're, we're really excited about these songs. Yeah. You guys have the masters. You can drop a single right now. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I'll just leak it. Real quick. <laughs> the, the whole EP. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious in a, in a situation like this, right. Um, the, the EP has been done at this point. It, it's, uh, you know, at the present plant waiting for that. stuff to get done. Like, do you just take a break from wanting to write new music or are you just constant grind mode where you're like, all right, I'm going to still write and whatever I've come up with will be for the future release. You just are like banking all these like new songs or do you feel like you just want to kind of put that creative part on hold while you just kind of soak in and play all these other shows live? Um, I think so. Uh, ben, our bass player, is the he's kind of the main uh, writer in the band and he's constantly just he's on the constant grind mm-hmm. um, of just you know putting parts away and just we'll come back to it later and uh, from writing the last ep we have like a handful of like kind of random little things um 
left over that didn't make it on the record that we'll probably end up pulling from too. Um, but I, I think me personally, I'll like, I'll try to sit down and write from time to time, but mostly if I'm just playing guitar and I come up with something, then I'll, I'll like, Oh, let me jot that down. Let me, you know, get a voice recording of it. Um, and make sure I remember it. Uh, you know, I'm not super duper pressed about, you know, I got to keep writing, keep writing. I'm, I'm definitely down myself to chill for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And for uh, people who may not know, you're, you're about to go on tour this, like this upcoming week, right? Or by, by the time this releases, um, you'll already be on tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going out, uh, playing with dare on this, uh, come upcoming run with terror drain one step closer. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, and th this isn't for people who may not be familiar, familiar, but this isn't your first time filling in with dare. No. Uh, my first time filling in with dare was at the beginning of 2020 also terror headlining. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember who the support was, but yeah, uh, no, this, this is going to be the second time that I'm filling in with him. Okay. And I, I'm just curious, cause obviously I'm a huge fan of dare. Uh, how did that opportunity come up? Cause obviously they, uh, they've been without, a um, you know, an official guitar player for, for a long time at this point, but I'm, I'm curious how you're able to, you know, fill that role for them on tour. Um, essentially just, I met angel through mutual friends and we, uh, you know, got to hanging out and, it ended up being that they needed a guitar player. And I was like, I play guitar, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so it just, I just ended up jamming with them and uh, yeah, they're, they're taking me on tour. That's wild. Uh, and are, are you nervous at all? Cause this is going to be like the longest run you've done or have you done something like this before? No, this will a hundred percent be the longest run I've ever done. The last one was just a week. This is like, this is like pretty substantial. So I'm a little nervous, but honestly, like we've, we've practiced a good amount and, you know, uh, I think we're, I think we're solid, like ready to go. And, uh, are, are, are on this tour, are, are you guys going to have two guitar players? Cause I know some of the songs, um, you know, need two guitar players, like, you know, some of the newer songs off the, the new album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to have two. uh, Chris from Warsaw pact is going to be filling in, mm -hmm. uh, on guitar as well. So yeah, going to be five piece for this run. Nice, cool, a yeah. uh, more full sound. Yeah, it sounds huge. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so crazy. But but I'm stoked for you because to to you know fill in um cool you, you get to have out some friends, but just to get that experience that you can carry back over to your own band, I think yeah, is really exactly. important. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited for it. Thank you. But uh, I, I'm just thinking about what that um. You guys are opening or not opening to me. You guys are playing that uh, pre-show for uh, fire or for, for furnace fest, excuse me. And just that lineup is just crazy. Right. And when we look yeah. at it um, and just to see a, a band from here, which I'm so stoked on uh, to be able to you know tour and get to play like such a big show and just play in front of like a ton of people, like hopefully like a ton of new people that will be into the band. I, I think it's just wild. Oh, 100 percent. And I think I think that um, that lineup is going to bring like a really different kind of crowd mm -hmm. um, like people who are into like love is red and comeback kid may not be aware of dare yeah once closer and drain you know so like that i think it'll especially that show specifically will bring like a whole different kind of crowd um a whole lot of new eyes uh on dare which is awesome mm -hmm. for sure man well, Eric, this has been super awesome, uh, and, I, and I'm happy that we were able to sit down and do the podcast. I, I appreciate you taking the time, especially uh, so early for, for people who are just listening. Uh, it's really early over here in Orange County for Eric and I. So I, I appreciate you waking up early and uh, willing to do this. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or shout out? Um. No, nah, come come to a show. Uh, gonna be on the road with uh, Dare for a few weeks here. Uh, keep your eyes out for shows coming up, music coming out. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right, everybody, go listen to the brighter side by Take It to Heart. Go see Dare on tour with Terror. Go say what's up to Eric. And uh, yeah, thank you again. I, I appreciate it. And goodbye. Mm -hmm.